Hello, everyone. As with most Women Tell All episodes, I prepared myself for a night full of ruffled feathers and consuming a stiff drink in anticipation of a long episode that could easily have been culled down to 25 minutes of important information. What I didn't expect was the power to go out for three hours, forcing me to retreat to the only other person in my life who still has a regular television set and a DVR. I want to thank Todd for being a delightful backup. You are the wind beneath my wings, good sir. And as a result, I was able to have a decent conversation with some guy in Austin about some very important questions we had about the episode, such as, could you feel the weird vibe rolling off the rejects who returned for Women Tell All? Does Abigail get dressed in the morning with the help of cartoon woodland creatures? Is Cinderella the best of all the Disney princesses? Is it creepy to make out with someone with your eyes wide open the entire time? And are the glistening whiskers on Matt James's face the telltale sign of a breakup beard? Not only do we answer these questions, but some guy in Austin and I also share our own stories of bad breakup mistakes. For some guy, it was a gargantuan tattoo. And for me, it was dyeing my hair brunette. I look like an evil twin version of myself. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 204 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray. I'm here with some guy in Austin, and we're going to talk about half of the women telling all from Matt James's season, which just aired. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it was about an hour and a half too long. What do you think? I'm going to go with about an hour and 45 minutes too long. (laughs) And uh, also, before we get started, happy Texas Independence Day. Yay! Go Texas. There you go. Okay, we got that out of the way. Okay, out of the way. Here we are. There were 15 women Mm -hmm. that joined Harrison on stage. Let me just say first, and it's the 15 women you would expect it to be. You knew all of them. Let me first say there are 15 women plus one, because if you noticed, I don't know if you did, but everybody I was watching with did, and several people who were commenting on social media There is a very white-haired blonde girl to the left of Katie that was never in any shot unless they were way far away from the back and you'd see her long blonde hair. You have stolen my thunder. Oh, no. Well, tell everybody. You can have this thunder. Go for it. theory, and I don't really know why we're looking for conspiracy theories in the Women Tell All show, but that's going to be a a sport Mm -hmm. these days. Um, (laughs) It was the Heather chick that showed up – that yeah. quote spontaneously, although she was already miked um, right. in the minivan. <laughs> and Harris was like, hey, what are you doing here? Hey there, I will have to run it up the old flagpole and see if I can get you in. As an executive producer with 20 years on this show, I don't have any ability to make a decision on my own. I can't believe you're so- here. <laughs> Why do you think she was left out of the shot? That was well, that was cold. I, I just um, no one. She, I loved it. Didn't have anything interesting to say? I mean, what, she was there for five minutes. Mm, 
I don't know. I, I it has to be more than that because they're they're cutting her out of the shots yeah, on purpose. And whenever you're looking up at, so there's a website you can go to. The it's like a media website or a press website where you can get photos to add with your with your recaps or blogs or whatever. So the media goes there to get shots. And I looked for her and she has been photoshopped out yeah. of yeah. all the pictures. You know, the only thing, look, and I'm, I'm going to, this is pure 100% speculation, but, Let me have it. but I think, do you think maybe in light of all this controversy with Harrison and with Matt James and the new host for the next show, you think maybe they found something in her um, internet past that was, mm. whether it was racially sensitive or any sort of controversy that might have added to yeah. the show? You know, that is a possibility. Yeah, maybe, maybe they just didn't need additional aggravation um, in right. light of all this stuff that's going on with the show. Right, because if you if you consider her just showing up and that being a real thing, which you and I both know it was not. But if she just showed up and kind of wormed her way in, then they could say, well, we're not going to put you on the app after special. But then why invite her in the beginning? Then, Maybe she showed up Mike with her minivan. <laughs> she rolled right onto set and took yeah. her seat. Hello, fake security uh, I- guard. I'd like to talk to Chris Harrison, please. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we just happen to have an extra acrylic chair right here. That's right. Okay, Heather, you could sit here, but you're not going to be on TV. Yep. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. That, And I noticed it maybe halfway through and kept trying to make it Kit, because her hair's white blonde as well, but it was not Kit, because Kit's hair is short, and this girl's hair went all the way down her back, and Kit was in pink, and this girl was in black. So it's very interesting. Anyway, all that to say... 15 of the women were there. They they somewhat socially distanced them a little bit. It was way better than, again, Tasha's poor season where they're in like the kitchen bar of the, or the hotel bar yeah. of the, wherever they were. At least they didn't this zoom was, this it. Real. Yeah, at least they didn't zoom it. You know, I, I saw, right. um, this is some guy was watching some reality, maybe a Housewives or some reunion. Um, it couldn't have been mm-hmm. Housewives. Maybe it was Below Deck or something. Um, but they were all in Zoom with Andy Cohen, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. something's lost in that format. I think that they have to be there to, you know, give each other the, the yeah. eye, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say, you're exactly right on that. I will also add, there was a very weird vibe. Now, I don't know if I was projecting the weird vibe because you see Harrison and you know what has gone down with him since then and you know Matt James is about to come out and 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 it's just a real wacky awkward strange unprecedented mm-hmm. if you will season but there was also an edge i feel like everyone on set had an edge no one was relaxed totally no one agree. was there totally agree yes. yeah i can't, yes. can't put my finger on it but i agree it's something it was it was palpable on camera, but you and I both think that it was, eh, we, you know, take it or leave it. That's how we always feel with women tell all. And, and, and you watch because you're hoping that you get a little bit of scrappiness, you get a little bit of bloopers and you get a little bit of what's coming next and then you're done. And they stretch that out into two hours. Even that felt like they were struggling to find something to talk about. 
But we did have a few things. I wanted to rip through them really fast and just get your take on what all I noticed. The first being MJ versus Yesenia. Mm -hmm. They went straight into that. Number one, how do you think MJ looked in her outfit? She looked, well, she looked like she gained a little bit of weight since the show, um, although not an unhealthy amount. I thought she looked puffier maybe. Um, Okay. And uh, I didn't think they did a good job on her makeup. Like she, she, oh. she looked um, flushed out to me. Okay. Maybe well, it it's a, probably because she had on a dress the same color as her skin. Well, yeah. I, I, look, I, I'm not an expert on any of that stuff, but um, they all looked lovely. I did notice though, I, I told you um, it's impossible for me in my job to avoid Instagram. And because we do this, I think my feed is filled with like bachelor related stuff too. And uh-huh. I've noticed now that every woman, like let's take um, MJ, if you looked on Instagram today, there would be a picture of MJ sitting at the Women Tell All, and then there would be the outfit she had on next to her, like pictured, and it would say MJ wore, you know, whatever designer on the whatever with this accessory, and you can click on it and actually buy MJ's outfit. Mm, did you? No, um, I'm waiting for maybe a holiday or something. And uh, I think if if I were to buy Mrs. Some Guy anything, it would be one of Jacinia's uh, trademark pantsuits that. Um, <laughs> We've now seen in two or three different colors. <laughs> well, what did you think about MJ and Yesenia's back and forth? I think, again, Harrison's job here is to poke the bear and try to get them to uh, fight with each other. And MJ, I don't think took They just look tired of talking about it. You know, they it's did. just like, we've already been through this. Why do we have to reissue it? I think the other thing that, um, the other element, um, or it's just a variable that's missing that I think adds a lot, and I, I say that facetiously, a lot to these shows is the live audience. Because you got that that energy of just the, the you know, the, or the, you know, people yeah. like, to, <gasps> oh, shame on MJ, you know, and, you know, whatever. But they've, they've always got that one close up on that lady with the, you know, clutching her pearls mm. or whatever. You know? yes. I think there's something missing. And I think, frankly, that, you know, that the girls or the girls, the women didn't feel the urge to perform for a live audience, which often adds Mm. to a little more uh, pep in their step, if you will. Yes. Especially when he goes through and introduces them all. And then you get to hear who gets the loudest. Right. Exactly. And And then there's always like somebody that resents Katie for getting a lot of applause or something. Mm -hmm. MJ, her defense, because you know, they have, they have on their side time to figure out what they're going to say or to consult a, a PR representative yes. to say, how should I handle by this? The way, knowing Anna did not mm-hmm. consult the PR representative. I think she did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, oh, I did. Yeah. We'll get into that okay, in a minute, yeah. <laughs> but MJ and Yesenia back to them. MJ blamed her again. Let me just remind everybody Yesenia's point is you were the one who started the JV and varsity mm. thing and you were the one that's making the new people feel bad. And and MJ is saying, No, I lead by example and I am I am not that kind of person. She never said no, I didn't do it. But now she says, Well, I apologized for it. And I also that was taken out of context because I was just using sarcasm to be funny in the moment. I don't believe that for a second, but she <laughs> no. did not she did not argue any with this Yesenia. I think Yesenia came 
ready to be quippy and to put MJ in her place. And MJ just didn't take the bait. And she said, I apologize. I was being sarcastic. And that's when she just quit speaking and just stared. Yeah. And that was probably smart on her part. Yeah. Again, I don't, I wouldn't give her too much credit, but in other words, I don't think it was well thought um, and smart. I think she, I think frankly, they were just both tired of dealing with something that Mm -hmm. happened however long ago. Yeah. The next one that Chris pitted against each other was Ryan. If you remember, she's one of the new girls. Last night she was in a head-to-toe turquoise sequined pantsuit, Mm -hmm. jumpsuit. Mm -hmm. And he pitted her against Victoria first Mm -hmm. for the comment. And Victoria was very subdued. She did not smile last night. She was on the verge of tears, teetering the entire night. But with Ryan, and then again next, Chris Harrison pitted her against Katie. In in both instances, she was still defending herself, saying, but they called me a bully and I'm owning up to that. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going, well, you can't call somebody Oh, that's, yeah. that's a little bit different. And, and she's saying, well, you know, the internet is being mean to me and the internet's being mean to you. But Ryan kept saying, no, but you were the, the one who was mean to me. And it went nowhere. The, right. Well, the, my favorite part, and this is just Victoria showing her, her colors through her um, pseudo composed demeanor that she was trying not to, you know, make a fool out of herself. Cause I think, you know, I got the impression with MJ too. I mean, they watch this stuff back in the privacy mm-hmm. of their own home and are probably just horrified to see themselves. Yes. I mean, remember how bad Victoria looked on TV? And then she mm. alluded to it last night. They were they were coming on my swollen eye and my bra strap. And so, but it was really telling to me that Victoria, again, sort of took responsibility, but didn't. You know, everything it was did. followed by but. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. just funny. And I just, calling people clothes, I don't really mean it. And then she said, um, and then she said, uh, you know, was it, was it Ryan or who did she say after this whole explanation about how hurtful it was Ryan, how hurtful it is. And dancers are there to make people happy and show emotion and entertain. Um, and she listened to that whole thing and she could have said, you know what? I didn't think of it that way. I'm really sorry. And just moved on. But she goes, um, don't you think you're like super sensitive or something? (laughs) No one, someone hasn't learned her lesson. <laughs> Maybe it's your problem that you got insulted. Exactly. <laughs> you shouldn't be so sensitive when I call you a. No. Come on. <laughs> I'm not sensitive when people call me a bully. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was tough. I. But. But Victoria let down the. The class clown act. She let down the I'm the center of attention act. Now she still said what she wanted to say and got her little digs in. But it was never in a funny or whimsical way right. like she normally did. No, she did. was there. And they, yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. they did a whole point on her you know, showing all the times that she was ugly or mean or, or said something awful. They did a whole montage of it. Yeah, I mean, they probably and, had hours more material to cull. Um, sure they did. You know, and and I, I think, you know, we, we, we all know of Victoria. I mean, she's, you know, a lot of that comes from a place of insecurity. But I think that... Um, you know, unlike what's her face, the, the platinum vagine who sort of knew Uh she was a character caricature of herself Uh and Uh kind of got it. 
I, I don't think Victoria did. I think she's just, you yeah. know, she's really immature. Isn't she like 30 or 28 or whatever? She's old enough to know better. And it's just a shame. I agree. It's a shame. But yeah, I think um, the thing that I got sick of was um, when, <laughs> when they're all talking about, we should be here building women up and building each other up. And then they cut to the mon- montage of, oh, she's disgusting. You're awful. <laughs> so, well. I never want to see you yeah, exactly, again. Exactly. <laughs> but you're a woman Build and you're up. strong and I love you. And you know, it's just, it's such a contradiction. Um, the thing that was another interesting point that came across to me based on the women sitting in the audience or the women there in, in the cast Katie accepted Victoria's apology. Gracefully, I thought, by the way. But she got piled on a little bit by Chelsea. Then she got piled on. And I thought that was interesting. But she said something she shouldn't have. She said, um, if you're experiencing backlash right now from your actions, that's your own Mm -hmm. fault. And the whole cast just kind of sucked in a little bit thinking, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it was Chelsea who spoke up and said, well, there are a lot of things people are saying on the internet that these women don't deserve. And you saw Katie sort of having to to backtrack a little bit because Chelsea also said, no one deserves death, death threats. Yeah. And Katie, of course, said, well, no, I know that. And so then she is having to stumble all over her words. And it's other Serena who jumps in. I don't know what her deal is with Katie, but she's the one who said, or maybe even Chelsea too. Like the house wasn't toxic until you made it yeah. toxic. Well, I, and you're the one who tattled on everybody to Matt, and that started the big yeah. snowball. I think my take on that. I think we talked about this was that I think Katie meant well in that situation. I think she, you know, she heard a woman called an escort, and she was like, "Whoa, this could ruin somebody's life." And that's exactly what mm-hmm. she told Matt. I think the point she was trying to make was, and and she did sort of try to say this was Mm -hmm. nobody put words in your mouth. Everyone chose to say what they said. And that's a fair statement. Um, You know, just God forbid anyone under 30 years old would ever automatically take responsibility for anything. I just, I think it's Mm -hmm. part of the, the culture. Um, You know, again, we sound like old people, but you know, as far as that generation, well, no, I just think it's, you know, it's, it's difficult. And one of the most difficult things you learn, at least for me in life was just being able to say, you know, look, I, I have these faults and I screwed up and there's no excuse for it. You heard that a couple of times last night and I think a couple of people meant it, but most of them didn't. Um, mm. And I thought, you know, I mean, these shows, this was, I, I think you had alluded when we talked earlier this morning uh, that this was quote boring episode. Mm-hmm. And I think what you meant by that was, you know, nobody really seemed too animated here. It was just sort yeah. of like checking the box on some of this stuff. Yep. And the closest we got was Katie kind of getting piled on right there and trying to defend herself. And I agree with you. It just became too much for her to really articulate why she felt the way she did. And I think she she ended up looking worse than she did when she, before she opened her mouth. That's what I was going to ask your opinion too, as well. I mean, later on, Harrison pulls Katie in the hot seat and we see her journey. And, and when we come back from that clip, she's emotional, she's crying and she claims, I, I wasn't watching what was going on around me. So this felt different. Matt and I felt different from anything that I had ever experienced before because I wasn't trying to bend and and fit what the guy needed. I was myself and he was accepting me as that. And I thought, well, this has to be it from her perspective because it was. She, did, she said, of course, watching the show now, 
she can see, wow, he had a connection with Michelle and Rachel and Brie and even Serena for that matter before she omitted herself from the competition. But here's Katie saying, um, it was tough and it was hard and I was in love and she's crying. Do you feel based on the women halfway ganging up on her that she is a viable candidate for the next bachelorette? Or do you think that she's not liked enough? That's a tough one. I think they'd have to reinvent her a little bit, but I I will say that I actually like Katie and I, I, you know, from experience from my own life, I was in a situation, I was in a, I worked at a place one time when several employees like, um, that were not, you know, I was an attorney. These were, were paralegals and, and clerks came to me and said, look, we trust you. We've really got a problem with certain people and certain things in management and we're all going to quit. And I said, look, I'll agree to go talk to who I need to talk to. And I put myself in that position and it backfired on me. The, mm-hmm. the, the people I work for were like, you know, why are you starting rumors? Why are you? And I was like, you know, I meant, I'm trying to help you guys out here. You've got seven or eight people who are coming to me directly mm-hmm. with a problem. So, you know, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to compare myself to a bachelor contestant. Why? <laughs> well, but but uh, that, that's what I automatically thought of when yeah. Katie was in that position was like, look, I think she meant well. Um, and I think people probably, you know, it wasn't edited, but, but it just backfired on her. You know, sometimes when you put yourself in the target, um, you get shot at and that's, and that's what happened. But as far as being the next bachelorette, you know, I don't know what's going to happen now. I mean, I think three weeks ago before the Rachel Kirkconnell stuff yeah. blew up and Harrison got benched, um, you know, that might've been a good pick, but I don't know now. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't either. Personality wise. I- eh, maybe. Yeah. I think I can't see a bunch of like. Bennett's pulling up going, Oh, she's so hot and beautiful. Mm, you know, I think she mm-hmm. just doesn't have that vibe. She's more of a girl next door type, you know? Right. Uh, I also feel like, um, when we were watching last night, we had a, we had a moment where some people were going, Oh my gosh, I forgot. She's the one who brought the Pavelka at the very beginning, because that yes. feels very in your face, wacky. I'm going to be that girl the entire time. And I don't feel like she was that girl yeah. after week two. So. Far from it. The juxtaposition of night one and um, her telling Matt, we need to be responsible on the show yeah. is stunning. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Brittany and Anna. Chris Harrison brings Brittany up. Remember, she's the one who Anna told everybody she was an escort. And we mm-hmm. get her side of the story and how it was hard on her. And when she you went back the truth? And, <laughs> and it was tough and et cetera, et cetera. And then she says at the end, I thought she handled herself fine. She said at the end, it would be different right now sitting here if Anna had ever reached out and she hasn't until this moment. So yeah. Harrison tosses it to Anna and where you think she didn't handle herself in a very PR way. I think she absolutely handed herself in a PR handled herself in a PR way Due to the fact that she said, uh, I spoke out in insecurity and anger, and I can't imagine being in your shoes, and I am so sorry. That is the only thing she could have said. Right. I just thought the whole thing where she was like, it just, basically she said, it sucks to be you. And, I did not uh, like that part. That was not yeah. good. And uh, that's where I'm coming from on that. Um, the, the side by side, the picture in picture when she was like, she escorts men for money or whatever Mm -hmm. it was, um, was that was uncomfortable for me to watch, even though I knew it was coming. She had to just be sweating in her uh, evening gown. Uh, I really did. 
and, and again, I always view this from like a telescopic view. These people want to be seen. They want to be famous. They want to be on the show. But I really did feel bad for what's her face. Brit- is that her name? Mm-hmm. Brittany? Brittany. Mm-hmm. Because she even said, you know, I came on the show to find my person or whatever. And that, that may not be completely false, right. but it's not completely true. Right. But she didn't come on the show to be defamed and have her entire life screwed up. And I thought it was really telling when she said, you know, you Google my yep. name and the first 20 entries are, you know, call girl on the bachelorette yep. or whatever. Yep. And that was, that was heavy. That was hard hitting and heavy. Yeah. And one of the things I think that, you know, I've been reading this word a lot lately with respect to this show is reckoning. And mm-hmm. I think if there's any reckoning, I think that the production folks of the show um, need to be aware of it's the consequence of the decisions they make put to portray certain people, you know? And so call girl, they could have easily stepped in and said, look, that's a little strong. Let's mm-hmm. just, you know, so they're, they're making decisions that at this point now, and we've seen it the last two, three seasons are drastically affecting people's lives because of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Rachel Lindsay, um, I read how to shut down her Instagram yeah. account because she's getting so much, um, hate mail or whatever you call it. Um, so that's definitely something that's got to be, um, reconciled. They can't irresponsibly say, well, you know, you heard she's a call girl, go ahead and throw it out there. Um, but are they doing that anyway? I mean, they're I, smart people who have lawyers and they're wanting good for, writing. Well, they've also got an airtight release and they've got, um, you know, a poetic license to do whatever they want with your image forever. Mm-hmm. So they, they could have gone with that and found some guy in Chicago that I would have said, yeah, I paid her for- yeah. An yeah. evening, um, yeah. whether it was for sex or not, and right. she wouldn't have had anything to say about it. Right. The so. the thing that I liked that she did at the end, again, this might have been her PR people telling her to do this, but she's she challenged the viewing audience or the listeners to not lash out against Anna because she said, "Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't want anybody to get hurt in in this," and and yeah. Anna's apologized and we're moving on and don't hate her and don't hate on me and, and that's yeah. it. That's so, called the high road. But you know, the is. thing that the thing where I thought she fell on her face was she, she didn't have to defend sex work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All the thing, all the implications of that and the reasons people get into it. Um, um, and I would, I would hazard a guess that even if you're a high end escort, there are very few really, really internally happy high end escorts, you know, that I just think you're, you're, driven to that decision for a whole host of reasons. And it's got to be the rare person that's completely happy with that. You know, I mean, I think there's a lot more going on internally when, when a, a woman makes a decision to enter into that sort of work. So I didn't, I didn't think she should have defended sex workers or whatever. I, I thought that was unnecessary. Yeah. Her point though, everybody, everybody needs love. Yeah, no, I agree with that, I think. And, you know, that's why the show was founded. That's why the show is. There's so much love out there to give. (laughs) Why was Uh, Ryan Ryan and Tristan on this one? I don't know. Or Sean and Kevin. Maybe Trista could be the new host. No, she's too old. Hmm. Mm -mm. They're going to have somebody young do that. There were also things that we missed that Harrison walked us through. Three dates that we missed. Makes sense since you and I both talked about how sometimes we would have a group date and they'd all get excited that their name was called. And then the next minute we're at the cocktail party and we thought, wait, did we fast forward through something? No, they didn't air three dates. One was a game called What's in the Box, where you have to find jewelry inside this box. You're not looking. You don't know what's inside of it. 
but you're having to dig around through a bunch of insects to find a fake Neil Lane ring. How'd you, how would you do that? Would you stick your hand in a box of fiery no. cockroaches? What? No. And the, or, or drink goat <laughs> testicles. No, I wouldn't do it. I just, it's, you know, I, I, um, I wasn't, you know, I went to, um, University of Texas for undergrad. And I, I, you know, I worked full time and I wasn't a campus. Like I didn't go do campus activities and I certainly wasn't in the Greek system. I just, I have all kinds of objections with that. Um, even back then. And I, I wasn't a Greek, but I remember I had friends that were, uh, that I worked with that were in fraternities. And they used to tell me these stories about some of the hazing. Mm. It never made sense to me. I'm like, why would you want to be friends with anybody that would like make you walk around nude and pour food on you? Like, it just doesn't, I would never do that in any context to get a friend or be on a show or whatever. Okay. It's just baffling to me. Would you eat a bunch of pound? <laughs> would you eat a bunch of pancakes and pound back a, a pint of beer to get some alone time? No. I mean, like an eating contest? No. I don't think I would. And, well, I'm not playing like, hide and seek and ending up okay, in, okay, a, maybe, in maybe. a hot tub with how about seven a, other women. How about a fight in my underwear <laughs> <laughs> for five minutes of screen time. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I appreciate let's not show us the game of hide and seek because that sounds terrible. And I really didn't want to see all the people puking up after eating yeah. raw eggs. And oh, I don't know what that was, but you know, what's in the box? I think that could have been funny, but they, they didn't show it. Oh, no. And then Harrison uh, invites people up to the hot seat. Uh, we talked about Katie. Mm-hmm. Then he brings up Abigail. What did you think about Abigail's time in the hot seat? You know what? She might as well have had like birds flying around her, like Snow White and dressing her with ribbons and, you know, with some fat mouse talking to her mm-hmm. while she, well, that was Cinderella, right? The yeah. fat mouse, Gus, yes, right? Yes, very good. Yeah. Very good. Uh, and and uh, since, uh, what's her face? Uh, Snow White had birds and like squirrels and stuff or sure. chipmunks or something. She had anyway. dwarves. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> and <right>? glass coffin. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Prince Charming had to be able to see what, what, he was, what he's what getting, he's getting into. into. <laughs> Uh, yeah. If so, you had to pick between Snow White and Cinderella, who would you pick? Oh my gosh, that's a tough one. I think Cinderella because there's a certain really? pathos. Yeah, there's a certain pathos that you, is invoked during that whole story. Her sisters are awful to her, and her stepmother's awful to her. You know, her father loved her, and he goes away, and then she's just you know a slave essentially to her sister's needs and you know whatever in her house and. Um, She's still all kind-hearted, and then she turns out to be the belle of the ball. So I, I like that one. Snow White to me seemed um, sort of mischievous and annoying. <laughs> I thought you'd pick her because she's brunette. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's that's valid, but you know. But, but the if other you thing had to is, pick between Cinderella and Belle, who would you pick? Who's Belle? Is that Beauty, Beauty and the Beast? Beast. Uh, Cinderella. If you had to pick between Cinderella and Moana. <laughs> um. Cinderella. Moana would be, she, you'd, you'd date Moana for like two weeks and then she would just be in the ocean somewhere and you'd be like, where's Moana? You yeah. know, she you couldn't, she can't be. She's standing at the edge of the water. Yeah, exactly. Wondering Something. what's at the other side. Yeah. Looking for the rock. <laughs> so does anybody trump Cinderella in the Disney princess world to you? You know, I, honestly, Lindsay, this is a little creepy. I've never really thought about it. Um, 
Maybe Elsa, maybe Elsa. I don't know. I, I have no, no, I've never really thought about who I would date as a Disney princess. Totally have my Disney prince list. Of course. I would I go, well, they all look the same. They all look like Ricky Ricardo um, no, in, a, in a, in a uniform. Yeah. Flint Rider from Tangled. Absolutely. Okay. Number one. Oh, I, you know, uh, is that the one with the redhead with the bow and arrow? No, that's brave. Yeah. I like her. Okay. <laughs> Like what's who, who's the other who's who's the other one that's uh, she's like um she, not not Pocahontas there's another no, one no Pocahontas no no she's why not the worst really no I, I don't think I've ever seen Pocahontas I'm just exactly. trying to think, mm-hmm. think of my Disney princesses okay. um, maybe I'm thinking of Tiana is what does she right. do Tiana she's the baker and she's in the Princess and the Frog she bakes yeah maybe, maybe I'm thinking of Tiana um, you know who else I kind of like um, I, that that not really princess wise it is personality wise is I think I think Jasmine and Aladdin make a great couple <laughs> okay <laughs> I can show you. Shimmering, splendid Tell me, princess Now when did you last Let your heart decide Did you see the new Aladdin With Will Smith as the genie? That, that's pretty old, right? Oh, it's a couple of years old, yeah No, I've never seen it um, But I, uh, Robin Williams was the first one, right? Yes <laughs> you know, I thought both of them were entertaining enough Robin Williams was a little um, spastic and annoying Although everyone had to pretend like it wasn't annoying and he was funny uh-huh. but he was good in that role and uh, will smith is is naturally funny although i think yes. his ego's gotten the best of him in the past few years i but, think he's um, back i think he's back on a we, humble track yeah oh, good if yeah you, had to, you, you would put cinderella before jasmine yeah i think so I, is there something i've always maybe it's my childhood mm-hmm. maybe it's just because she's cinderella but i like cinderella she's yeah. a hard worker she is a hard worker <laughs> I felt like she deserved to marry the prince and live in the castle. She did. She worked hard. Yeah. She didn't complain. No, she didn't complain. She didn't like, 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 uh, burglarize somebody's house. Like Snow White. (laughs) You know, she's, she's not a felon. Um, so I think that Cinderella's got a lot going for her. (laughs) That's great. Okay. Let's move on. But I'm glad to know that Cinderella is, is your person. That's good. So mm-hmm. Abigail is sitting in the hot seat with the little birds chirping around her head and some sweet music playing in the background. She has had a wonderful reaction from her fans, I will say, about her being in the deaf community. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to hear her explain that to him because she just, she would say capital D deaf community yeah. and how she is in the gray area between a deaf community and the speaking sign language community. So with her cochlear device, she can't hear at all, but when she puts it in, she can, and she doesn't have to speak sign language. So she's in a weird middle ground. And apparently that is a segment of people who needed some sort of representation. So she's just been having a delightful time in her since she left the Neapolitan. Yeah. So that's I think, great. <laughs> I think that's got as much to do with people in that community identifying with her mm-hmm. as much as it does with her just being a sweet, decent person. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, because if she was Victoria and Victoria was in that community, they'd be disowning her mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, left mm-hmm. and right. Like, mm-hmm. how dare you? Um, but no, I th- she she struck me as an incredibly nice person. She's a candidate for the next Bachelorette, although, um, you know, again, I'm not sure how that's going to go. I don't know if she'd want it. 
Yeah. Is she just too sweet? I, yeah. I mean, I think she's a genuinely, she just strikes me probably like everybody else is a genuinely nice person. I'm sure there's somebody somewhere that's, you know, mad at her, but um, yeah. you know, you can't <laughs> avoid that in life. <laughs> what about Piper? She was in the hot seat the next time. Yeah. She feels very, uh, I don't think she's over it yet. No, she clearly, feels clearly. Feel no. a little bit bitterness a little bit radiating yeah. off of her. Do you think she would be a viable candidate? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, once, once she gets past, um, you know, the, the sheer, you know, anger and, uh, and bitterness. Uh, I, I did sense that between the time she was, um, summarily sent home and the time that, uh, this special added, there was a, there was a ripening of that bitterness a little mm-hmm. bit. I thought she it seemed like she had a long time to think about it and it didn't really, she didn't get from what are the five stages of grief, you know, was yeah. denial and all that. Mm-hmm. And then she didn't really get to acceptance. She did seem, um, maybe it's because she was the last one too. That always has to be hard. I mean, I know Serena pulled herself out, but it was the one right before hometowns. And she seemed very upset that they had visited a lot about what hometowns would or home visit or whatever we're calling it, but home visits would look like and here my family. And, and, and I think in her mind, Matt James strung her along, but what she did say at the end of her time in the hot seat was you can ask anybody here and Matt James is just a nice, kind guy. And yeah. so you've you've said that before too on the podcast where he's just so nice. He doesn't he doesn't know how to. It's not that he's leading them on. He probably genuinely did want to hear about her family and what it looks like. And she's taking that as interest in a way yeah. of a future. And he's mm-hmm. taking it as interest. I want to see if I like you and your family and he's just too nice. There's, there's nothing he can do that makes anybody irritated. Every single one of them said, well, I wasn't, I wasn't watching him with the other people because I was so impressed as how he was treating me. And yeah. I mean, that, that says a lot about Matt James. I think that's a great quality to have. Yeah, but. yeah He's, he's in an impossible position, you know I mean? There's, yeah. there's no way to not appear to be leading people. And once, once emotions get involved, that's it. I mean, we've mm-hmm. all, you know, I mean, all of us have a, a exemplar from our own lives where we've misread somebody's emotions or we've had a unrequited crush on somebody, yep. um, you know, that, that doesn't go well. And it just, you, it's, it's impossible not to hurt somebody's feelings. And right. she clearly, I will say though, based on her reaction, um, she was sincere. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, um, you mm-hmm. know, we, I hate to say it, but she was there for the right reasons. Right. What yeah. do you think about Serena P when she came up to the hot seat? She cried a lot after watching her journey play back. Do you think yeah. she regrets it? No, I think she knows she made the right decision. And they even asked her, um, you know, to which she said, you know, look, once, once I had that conversation, and we, we hit this nail on the head last week, once she had that conversation with her loved ones and they're like, eh, don't yeah. really see it. Um, you know, she, I think that was confirmed for her and that's what she needed to make that decision. And that's, you know, frankly, I mean, if, if family is good for nothing else, that's it. At least, at least she wasn't barbed. Exactly. You know, like uh, Madison's a terrible person. Go get Hannah Ann. I love Mom, that. she can hear you. I don't care. She's a terrible person. She's, you know. I love that barb is a verb. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, barb. All right. Then Matt James comes out with a beard. Thoughts on yeah. his his sparkling, glittery beard. 
<laughs> you know, good for him. I don't, I don't feel one way or another about it. You think um, he's a breakup thought, singer? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I think, I think, I, you know, unfortunately, I don't think that relationship survives the scrutiny. I think he would. Let's just assume that those two can come, and we're assuming Rachel Kirkconnell yeah. won. Um, even if those two could sort of go in the back room or in a, a secret room where the cameras are, you know, like the Peter yep. Hanna conversation yep, where yep. the cameras are supposedly peeking through the thing, yep. even if they had some secret time where they could just sort all that out. Um, I don't think he's, you know, he's going to get so much pressure if he stays with her, that mm-hmm. would be overwhelmingly negative. And I think it would drastically affect his ability, frankly, to capitalize on his role in the show. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's not going to be, if he goes on today or he goes on you know, whatever show, the first question is going to be, you know, why is your girlfriend racist? And yeah. I, this just doesn't work. And so it's unfortunate because I, you know, I said this last week, I think she really liked him and I think he really liked her. Um, Mm -hmm. I just don't think, I don't think they survive. Um, But yes, it's a breakup beard. It's like the time that I, um, dyed my hair really dark brunette. And I really, do you have pictures of that? Oh yeah. I look like an evil twin version of myself. (laughs) (laughs) I've already got one of those. I don't really need to dye my hair. I often tell people that I walked up to your brother at your wedding and then went, "This is not him." You know what I did? I did when I I went through an awful breakup in college. Um, I, I have I have many, but uh, that was um, I think my third tattoo <laughs> at that point. Um, but this, the one that I got my breakup tattoo was unusually large. Um, so which one is it? Um, I'm not going to get the one. I know. <laughs> I'll bleep that out, but I'm going to keep this part in because I'm yeah. right. No, that's fine. You don't have, you don't have to, you don't have to look I, in full disclosure. Uh, I want my children, you know, to listen to this and say, you know, dad makes bad decisions just like, like I don't regret any of those. Uh, I have a, a bunch of tattoos. I don't really regret them. Although I do think if I could go back, you know, there's no. Sure. I don't look at myself in the mirror and say, "Oh my gosh, it was just overwhelming." And I'm not covered, you know. I mean, you you could look at me in regular clothes, short sleeves, whatever, and not know I have any tattoos. Right. I was that. I was smart enough to do that. Right. But um, I, I I often think, you know, if if I could go back and be my whatever 20 year old self, or my my first one I got was uh, 17. Really. And, um, Oh yeah, uh huh. Which one? And, is that? Um, I have a twin, you know that, and so my brother and I got this small little. It's kind of I laugh at it now. It's like an ankle tattoo. That's like the gateway <laughs> spot on your body for any tattoos. But it's a Gemini symbol. It's a twin symbol. Uh-huh. And I'll never, I'll never forget. This is a funny story. So my parents were fairly regimented, to say the least, uh-huh. uh, when I was a kid. I had a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. And um, I graduated um, high school at 17. And so th- we had this big discussion in my house. Look, I'm, you know, I know I'm not 18 yet, but I don't have a curfew anymore. I'm a responsible person. I'm becoming an adult. And my mom had a real hard time letting go of that because she obviously thought of us as her kids. So my brother and I ended up downtown one night with Ted, by the way, uh-huh. who we all got tattooed. Did he get him and I too? No, no, no. He got a, some kind of Phoenix rising or something oh. on his ankle. Okay. And, um, and so we all got these, you know, $40, just small, you know, whatever, one inch by one inch tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a big deal for, you know, uh, kids from the suburbs to go down and, 
you know, get a tattoo in downtown, you know, seedy downtown. But I'll never forget, uh, my mom happened to see my brother cleaning his out the next day, like putting, you know, you, you put, you got to put ointment on it for a few days so it doesn't get infected. <laughs> and um, she said, what's that? And then she freaked out. And uh, oh, I, I happened to come downstairs while he was getting screamed at for getting a tattoo. Mm-hmm. And she said, what? is that and he was like well i mean it's a gemini because we're twins and you saw my mom <laughs> like, like oh yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know whether to be like really really mad about it or like oh that's kind of sweet but that's not really so sweet. <laughs> yeah. it's a great way to defile your body son. exactly yeah <laughs> so anyway was the that- second one a breakup tattoo no, the second one was just, you know, I just had gotten gotten the bug and I'd uh, got that. And then I over the years I've just How many do you yeah, have now? Uh eight or nine. I gotta oh. I forget to count, but <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but they're all, you know, again, concealed, like relatively small. I wouldn't say all of them are tasteful. Um, you know, it's it's not like a naked lady on a <laughs> martini glass or anything like that, but <laughs> I do have some I do have one Texas themed one. Um oh. which, you know, so anyway. All right. So Matt James comes out with his oiled up beard, which I did learn that beard oil is a thing. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And he kind of speaks to MJ a little bit. He kind of talks to Victoria and she cries to him about how she was so sad because she literally thought they were going to be together forever. And then he. Do you, do you think she meant literally? I, I mean, in that generation, it's always hard to tell. I think she did. Yeah. And he talks to Serena maybe a little bit, maybe Piper. He's just a, phoning it in. The definition of phoning it in is what he's doing. Uh, he doesn't want to be there. I could, I could tell. Then Harrison makes him laugh a little bit because they have a montage of him making out with girls with his eyes open, which we have <laughs> talked about how that is a problem. And Why is that a problem? Because that's creepy. It's just not good. I'm not saying you can't open your eyes. I'm saying do not make out with your eyes open the entire time. Like a snake. Weird. And what's funny is he he owned it as Matt James does. And he said, I had no idea that was a no-no. And then Chris Harrison pulls the ladies and says... Yes, should he keep his eyes closed? And they all say, "Yes, please do." Yeah, so that that's was funny. funny. Then we it's it's always good. W- w- one of his, I'm sorry, w- one of his, um, I think most endearing qualities to me. Like, I think he's totally willing to make fun of himself at yeah. his own expense. Like, he doesn't care, you know. And 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 he just got that kind of confidence thing where he's not insecure, and yep. I, he's got a good laugh, you know, a contagious laugh. And so, yeah. you know, I thought that was funny. But at least it was a. Definitely a genuine lighthearted moment in a in a otherwise droll show. Right. right. Uh, then he has bloopers, which they were mm-hmm. somewhat funny, but not great. So we get scenes from next week and remember how we saw him weeping, crying on the curbside, and Harrison comes up to him and says, Are you right, man? And he says, yeah. No. What we glean from this particular montage is his father is invited and they have it out. And my question is, has he even been around his father? Has he seen his father? That So whatever happens there is extremely emotional for him, mm-hmm. which I cannot stand that ABC did that. But yet yeah. here we are. So what I think you- that's why he's going to cry a lot. And, you know, we're trying to connect it with a woman. And I think he's crying because of his dad. Yeah. What do you think? Like, let's, let's say you're the bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're half your age. 
Rude. (laughs) (laughs) They are having a senior bachelor casting all the time. Fortunately, you're in the gray area, but okay, um, but let's just assume that you're the bachelorette and, uh-huh. and, and it's been a drama filled um, journey for yeah. you. It's been amazing at times, but it's also been so hard and mm-hmm. so difficult. Mm-hmm. And now you're at the end of your journey and you're going to find your, your forever person. Okay. You're sitting there in your um, suite journaling mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. a knock at the door. Who is it? What do you think ABC would do? To throw a wrench in your plans. Ex-husband. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> He's just standing there like That's- a 12-pack of beer and a smile on his face. Like- <laughs> with, the, with the flowers from the airport. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like Ross. Yeah. And he's like, well, look, you're, you're not coming in my bachelorette lair. Let's no. go sit out on the stairs. I know you came all the way to Peru from yep. Cleveland, but uh, you're not coming in. I think that's the only thing they could do. Unless it's the exact opposite where somebody I really trust comes in, like say Laura comes in and yeah. says, Hey, <laughs> I've been yeah. watching the footage. Yeah. I slept with like three. No, she She's gonna die when she hears this. I know Laura is is uh, a a a um a uh, example of grace and loveliness. Yes, and I didn't is. need to imply that she slept her room with funny. Yes, she's very, she's the, she is the example of grace and loveliness. And she would come in and say, Hey, they've showed me the footage. It'd be like Serena. None of these guys are for you. It literally showed like a chotch, a chotch rating system. A chotch factor. We're going to give this guy a one chotch, whereas this guy's got like a four chotch. I'm going to switch that up. Laura would love everyone and think I could marry anyone. It would be (laughs) Rebecca. Rebecca would come in, and I know you're listening, Rebecca, and she'd go, "Mm mm-mm, nope, nope, and nope. You're coming with me right now. I'm busting you out of this place. That's what would would break me is – is somebody telling me you think you know what you're doing and and yeah. you don't? It's just like Serena. Then they would go. They would retire to the Nima Colon Spa for some treatments, and you would sit there and cry in your hands. Yes, um, I would. Yeah, I before Harrison would. came over and said, well, "You're what, right." What if you are in the Nima Colon and you're working out on your Peloton with your shorty shorts, <laughs> and there's a knock at the door? Who would it be? Have I showered yet? No. Not that that's relevant. Um, dude, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people. I think, um, not that I have a ton of skeletons in my closet, but I, I think there's um, probably some exes, you know, that, that could show up and, and like throw a wrench. of them came together. <laughs> yeah, that was that would be that would be what I would think. Like, they would come in and say, um, you know, I don't know. I just, I feel like, not that I'm perfect. I mean, I've got, I've got, you know, skeletons and demons and all like everybody else, but hmm. there's nothing completely outstanding in my life that I think would, I'm sure, I'm sure the bachelor producers could find something mean to do to me. Um, but I think like you, I think, you know, I have a difficult relationship with my brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, maybe that would be a sticking point. My parents wouldn't care. <laughs> you no, know, like they would be like, eh, you know, whatever you're the bachelor. Um, so that, that that that's not a sticking point. I don't know. I'd have to think about I know. that. See, yeah. that's very very interesting to think about, and how yeah, sad I'm it not is. afraid of bumper cars, right? Um, <laughs> or heights, or yeah, very yeah. fast or, moving cars. Yeah, I'm not. I don't have any of that. Um, I did I'm sure notice I'm that somewhere. he and Michelle rappelled down some building next week. 
So repelling is a lot like marriage. It is. You've got to strap on a harness and hope it doesn't break. And you've got to trust the other person next to you, even though they can do absolutely nothing to ensure your harness is on correctly. It's really about false hope and trust. And you have to hope that when the harness breaks, you're close enough to the ground to survive. <laughs> that's my that's my repelling take on the metaphor bachelor date. And you could just substitute bungee jumping in there too. Yeah, I just put in climbing a bridge, whatever. Yeah. <sighs> okay. If you had to pick somebody from the show who was present last night to be the next next bachelorette, who would you pick? Well, boy, who I would you say want it to be. Uh, I would say Abigail. I think would would be a good um, pick. Uh, I think they could cater like a lot of nice guys for her to be, yes. and that might be a pleasant season. Yes. Um, I think Serena. Is it Serena P? Me? Yes. I think she's got a great personality. I agree. I think that next week we're going to be down. Um, it's the finale, obviously, and we're going to have we're going to be down to what you you and I believe it's going to be Rachel to walk away. We I'm assuming they're going to have, if I had to guess, an hour to an hour and a half long of the fantasy suites for the three people, and then him, he's got to get in a fight with his dad and be with his mom and all the things, and then. Do you remember how Hannah Brown season, how she was with what's his name, Jed? And then it was almost like Ari season two, where we have this whole other segment taped afterwards of aftermath stuff. And then you go to after the rose. I think that's going to have to be how they do this, right? Yeah. I mean, so we also didn't um, address, you know, they, they named a new host. It's, um, uh, what's his name? Acho. Um, Emmanuel Acho. Yeah. So, so he's a former football player at UT mm-hmm. and he's got a real presence here in Austin. I just want to say a couple, two things about him. I think he's got a twin brother as well. Samuel, I think is his twin brother, but when they, when they played for UT and subsequent to that, both of those guys were known as huge like presences in the community. Like mm-hmm. read, you know, they would go to food banks. They were always on the news doing something nice for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, you know, he's not, he's got this show called conversations with a black man or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And McConaughey was on it. So he, he's made a lot of news in Austin before he was on the show. Um, you know, you and I have both have mixed feelings about Harrison and we sort of still sorting through that and, and figuring out how the ABC may or may not handle it. But I was happy they picked somebody that was external to all the controversy. Yeah. You know, they didn't name Rachel Lindsay to seem right. like she was undermining Harrison and right. taking his job or whatever. So I think that was a right pick. But I will say that my impression of him from the time he was in college playing football through what he's done in the community here seems like a super nice guy. Um, he's not like uh, he's got that show. I've listened to it before. He's not like an activist. He seems like really concerned with having people yeah. get along. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, look, I don't know what's going to happen with the show, but as far as a pick, if they're going to pick a nice Great guy to, pick. to, um, you know, shepherd over the, after the final rose, I think he's a good pick. Yeah. I think he's a good pick too. I hope everybody's calm. I know this is just my personality and not liking controversy, but I hope everybody's calm and I hope it ends in a, good place if that even makes sense i have no idea if rachel's even going to be on the show i don't i don't i have no idea i know she did something on insta stories where she finally came forward with her voice versus just a statement and it wasn't great but i don't know if 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 there's 
anything more to for her to say and 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 would you want to be on the TV at this point and you know Harrison's not going to be there and then Matt how, I feel sorry for him cuz how is he going to wrap all this up you could just see his trepidation I think and just pained I feel like he was pained last night women tell all just thinking oh here I have to go do this now and to even think about after the final rose you know, because he in that moment, he knew how things went down. He knew that either yeah. he had picked Rachel and it didn't end well or he just did not look happy. So I'm assuming stuff yeah. had gone down before he taped Women Tell All. Yeah, well, I, I agree. And I think, you know, for me, it's just it's so weird because, um, again, I don't know what the dynamics of the relationship, whatever. But I, I think that both of them struck me through the season you know, in the bubble as sincere. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not sure, you know, and and again, I I don't have Matt James's perspective on life, but you get out and you see those things and, you know, she clearly, I think would have had to have a conversation with him and say, look, I'm really sorry. I was insensitive, but I don't feel this way. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. She's been dating this guy on TV for, you know, 10 weeks or 10 shows now. Mm Um, and I think that ought to count for something. I mean, she really genuinely appears interested. And so I think if she was just some overt or even secret racist, I don't think that would be the case, but you know, look, I, I, it's a tough issue and it's, you know, it's on everybody's tongue these days. And so I agree with you. I think it needs to be handled in a way that's respectful of the genre of reality TV. They're not going to solve everybody's problems. Um, but my hope is, you know, that, that they can forgive some people, lay some ground rules, maybe get some feelings out there and just move on to, you know, us sitting on our couches and judging people again. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Cause that's what it's really all about. Hey, thank y'all for listening. It's been a trying few weeks, so I appreciate y'all hanging in there with me. And a big shout out to my friends over at Last Night's Game. They are the ones who handle all of our official bachelor bracket information. And Amy sent me the coolest personalized Oreo cookies in celebration of the season finale. Does Amy know my love language? I believe she does. Make sure to check out their website and follow them on Instagram for some cool and fun sports facts. And if you'd like to read a recap of Women Tell All, head on over to IHateGreenBeans.com for the entire season's recaps or seasons before and before and before, all the way back to 2003. I've been doing this a while. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. And make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Facebook and Instagram. Monday nights, we do Instagram stories following along with the episode. So that should be fun for the finale. What am I saying? And don't forget to check out my real books that have real pages and spines and can go on a shelf if that's your thing. Or they're also available digitally and audibly. They're called Why I Hate Green Beans and It's a Love Story. Is it lost on me that Sleeping Beauty is singing right now as I'm talking about It's a Love Story? No, no, it does not. Mm -hmm. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there. Until we're together again, love you, mean it. Texas forever.